How will your body esteem affect your life? When we search for esteem, we find words like respect, admiration, consideration, approval, favor, veneration, reverence, praise, honor, adulation. Those are the kind of words we find when we search for esteem. So when we talk about body esteem, we're talking about how you respect your body, how you admire your body, how you value your body, how you favor your body, how you reverence your body, how you admire, how you consider your body. If you were truly considerate of your body, you will not overwork it until it breaks down. If you are truly considerate of your body, you will not be unhealthy in the way you eat and the way you handle your daily activities because you consider your body. It might not look like a big thing. It's just my body. When we did the Body Love Challenge in October, October Body Love Challenge this year, 2021, one of the things that was consistent with over 80% of our participants was that they had never paid attention to their body on such a deep level. 21 days of consistently tuning in and saying, hey, what are you saying? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? What is this car? When did this happen? Just really looking and paying attention. If we were to get in a relationship with someone, we would study them. We would pay attention to them. We would romanticize them. But we don't do that with our bodies because we are so used to them. However, we treat our bodies, we will wake up and find it there. So we take our bodies for granted until we experience physical pain, until we experience a measure of health crisis. We don't take our bodies seriously. But it's a whole lot more than physical crisis. It's a whole lot more than just health problems. How you feel about your body affects a whole lot in your life. One of the core things how you feel about your body affects is your sex life. If you do not feel good about your body, what happens is you tend to approach sex from the perspective of I am delivering a service to someone else. You don't feel the impact on yourself. You don't feel the enjoyment of it. All you see it as is a deliverable. And if that's the way you handle sex, then it means you come to it as a performance, as exam sheets, as something you have to be graded for. So you don't experience it. You don't enjoy it. You don't get the pleasure of it. If this was a business, I would say the way you feel about your body will make you leave money on the table. But since this is sex, I would say it's making you leave pleasure on the table. You're not experiencing everything you could experience because you're not feeling your body correctly. How is it possible for a person to not enjoy their body, to not value and honor and respect their body? I mean, it's their body. One of the core ways that happens is by body shaming. I don't think there's any person listening right now who has never had a form of body shame and even if they haven't experienced it they've seen it happen to someone else you've seen it happen to someone else where someone says you're not beautiful you're not handsome you're not hot enough in fact when i was younger body shaming was almost a technique of putting the opposite sex away if a girl was haunting you and you didn't like her you would most likely say something like i don't do girls like you i do prettier girls girls will be fine if you're in nigeria girls will be fine pass you 
among guys, ladies do the same thing. That one, you know, fine guy, ugly. When you keep saying things like that to people over a period of time, you warp their mind about how they feel about themselves. And one of the most guilty people of this crime of body shaming are parents, friends, and other family members because they have access. They have access to us. They don't just have access, physical access to us. They have access to our emotions. Because we spend quality time with them, they have our attention. If an outsider tells you you have any ugly thing on you, or an outsider says something derogatory about your body, it doesn't impact you as much as when your mom says it, or when your dad says it, or when your friend sings it as a song in your ear, or when your uncle, someone who lives in your house, or your teacher who has access to you every day says it, it hurts more. And if they say it consistently enough, you will wake up one day and you will agree with them that you are ugly. You will wake up and agree with them that you have this car that can never leave, or you have this terrible defect that might not even be there. And when that happens, you don't value your body anymore. This is one of the reasons why women bleach. And it's not just women, white people bleach. Because even guys are beginning to bleach and bleach real hard. You see a dark-skinned person go three, four shades higher. Because they are trying to be light and be whatever they are trying to be. People expose themselves to the possibility of skin cancer because they don't feel good about how they presently look. People do funny things like doubt their vaginas because they don't put value on it. They don't understand the consequence of it because someone said something to them. And so it becomes important that you are not the person body shaming others, but it is also more important that you are not body shaming yourself. It is also important that you are not letting people body shame you because if they are, over a period of time, your body will be devalued in front of you. I will get to how a devalued body affects your life, but it becomes important that we tackle this aspect of what triggers the way we devalue our bodies. This concept of body shaming, this act of body shaming, it's no longer something we just hear, it's real. It has consequences. People have committed suicide based on what someone said to them about them not being good enough. We have to be careful. We have to be sensitive that we are not in that position. We are not exposing ourselves to that environment that causes us to feel like we are not enough. We are physically, in this case, not enough. Pretty is not a function of figure eight. It's not a function of being an hourglass. It's not a function of being pear-shaped or having more hips. Once upon a time in history, pretty women were not women with big bum. Go watch movies in the 90s. You hardly find the lead character being someone with big bum. It wasn't a thing. Once upon a time in movies, the prettiest girl wasn't always the girl who was bossy. And it's season came where bossy ladies were the same, ladies with bomb were the same. Understand that trends would always shift and the definition of beauty will shift. 
So imagine you have to live across two or three of those changes in your lifetime. Would you have to go for surgery every single time? Would you have to walk your body out until it breaks? Would you have to deform yourself with corsets? Is that what's going to happen? Would you have to take steroids to look muscular? Would you harm yourself that much? To be attractive to who? We've done a couple of articles about healthy being more important than being sexy. Healthy is sexy in its own way. The way you're trying to be sexy, the way you're trying to be hot, the way you're trying to get approval, is it healthy in the long run? These people you are trying to impress will not feel what you feel. They will not live in the world you live in. You have to deal with the consequences of every action alone. Now let's return to how we feel ourselves, how we value our body, how we affect our lives. If I value my body, I will sleep. I would understand my body needs rest. My memory needs rest. If I do not rest, I do not have very good retentive memory. I do not have very good attention span when I'm awake. I know my sleep affects my productivity. I will sleep. I will put value on it. If I put value on my body, if I have value for my body, if I have respect for my body, I will not starve it when I have access to food. I won't starve it until I have pangs in my stomach. If I remember, oh, I've not eaten today because I've been busy. Busy with what that you can't eat? If you were to slum and be in the hospital, that work will be done. If I put value on my body, I would bat it. I would clean it up. I will not expose myself to bacteria. I will not expose myself to anything that could affect my health. If I put value on my body, I will take care of it. I will pay attention to it. I will not compare it with another person. The implication of not putting value on my body is that it could also affect my professional life. The office environment is a place of power. There is nobody in your office who is waiting to motivate you as you come in through the door to pump you up and psych you up for the day there's no one employed to do that job you ought to come into the office environment every morning however often you go to the office come in pumped that's what the office environment is for it's a place of power if you do not feel good about yourself about your body which would automatically translate into how you feel about yourself overall you would dress up in a way that reflects that and there are two sides to that coin you will either overdress to cover up what you don't feel, to fill in the gaps. Yes, you would overdress to fill in those spaces. And what happens is you come into the office overly dramatic. Or you come into the office excessively passive, not caring about anything, you're dull, you don't appear confident. Because the fact is that you don't feel confident. So you come into the office not feeling confident, not dressing confident. You don't come in speaking boldly. You don't come in expressing your opinions. You let other people take charge because you feel, well, these people can do it better. You get the privilege to speak to potential clients. You get the privilege and the opportunity to speak at a conference and you say, uh, I, don't, I don't look so well. So the person looks more dressed up for the occasion. You went to work. You went to a place of power and you got the opportunity. 
But you can't take it because you don't feel good about yourself. Your body esteem affects that. It affects how you dress. And we've heard it said over and again, even though many of us do not like it, that the way you dress is the way you are addressed. Pending when people learn who you are, they will address you by what they perceive from the first time they met you, what you exude when you stand in front of them, how you respond to conversations, how you engage, and perhaps how you even look. How you feel about your body affects that. I already explained how it affects our sex life, how it affects our friendships. If you do not feel good about your body, you would always be intimidated by your friends, by acquaintances, even by people who are not trying to intimidate you. You will be intimidated by them. You would always feel, hey, so-and-so person always dresses too much. I don't know what their problem is. So you constantly keep looking for reasons why someone is trying to shame you, why someone is trying to intimidate you. But no one is trying to do anything. It's just you. Just you. It is simply just you. So if you're someone who has ever experienced body shaming, it becomes important that you heal. And that's what I'm going to be ending today's episode. It becomes important that you heal. And how do you heal? One, you need to acknowledge that whatever you've heard, whatever you've been told, whatever you've said to yourself has affected you. You need to acknowledge that you don't feel as confident as you could be, that you don't love your body as much as you should, that you do not respect your body as much as you should. If possible, list out the habits you need to change, e.g. not sleeping enough, not eating when you ought to, not taking enough fluid, not resting enough, not exercising your body, not going outside work environments, not having leisure times. You have to write out those habits so you know these are the things I need to physically change. Some of us can't even stand looking at our bodies in the mirror. Who then is supposed to look at your body? Your sexual partner? That's a lot of work to give to someone else. A chore you can't even do yourself because that's how it is now in your mind. It's a chore. Something you can't do yourself, you expect someone else to do it for you. One, you need to acknowledge what is wrong, what has gone wrong and what needs to be fixed. Then secondly, you need to be willing to put in the work. You've got to be willing to put in the work, the work of healing, the work of consistency. If you're going to put off your phone at 10 p.m. every day so you can sleep, stick to it. Put it off at 10 p.m. every day so you can sleep. Then you've got to get help. If you can't do it yourself, go to a therapist, especially if it's an issue of body shaming where people have said things to you over the years that have accumulated and affected your overall esteem, that have affected your overall value. You want to make sure you get help. And if you don't know what to do going forward, please do reach out to us at www.lizaexpress.com. There are resource materials over there that would help you. Check out www.lizaexpress.com. Send us a message on WhatsApp at plus 234-9038-685928. Plus 234-9038-685928. Let's work with you. Let's help you recover yourself let's help you love yourself let's help you enjoy your body 
because your sex life needs it, your mind needs it, your overall value of self needs it. And of course, if you haven't participated in the Body Love Challenge, it's also on our website. Don't forget to check it out. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Elizabeth Akronovic. Bye.